Hey guys, what's up? You're listening to the MF CEO Project. I'm Andy and I am the motherfucking CEO. You know, I get emails all the time. What is an MF CEO? What is the MF CEO Project? I don't get it. All right, look, I like to cover this every few times we have a podcast for you guys that are new. The MF CEO Project stands for motherfucking CEO. All right, we're going to curse. We're going to get real. We're going to get, we're going to get raw. Um, and I'm not going to powder coat or powder puff any of the information that I uh, send your way, all right? The point of the project is for people to get back to dealing with the facts of entrepreneurship, of life, of being a good human being, and ultimately teaching all of us how to become the motherfucking CEO of ourselves, okay? And that doesn't mean being an uptight CEO with a fucking tie around our neck, you know, and some nerdy fucking loafers. I'm talking about being a bad motherfucker and walking through life with some authority, with some swagger, and having a good fucking time while doing some good shit too, okay? That's what the MSCEO project is about. It's about bringing back the hustle that America was built upon, all right? So for those of you who ask me what, first of all, what it stands for, and second of all, what it means... That's what it fucking means. Mm-hmm. All right. We're going to get into some Q&A today with my co-host, Vaughn, the Impaler, otherwise known as DJ, DJ God. What's up, dude? Dude, we got some pretty amazing questions, and I want to start out with one. All right. I just got this just one get right the into email. It, man. So the right question is, hey, Andy, this is from Action Factory, which... <laughs> I know who Action Factory you is, do? dude. Yeah. I okay. see them all the time. They're always on... on uh, always on... Uh, on, on my Instagram, always on on uh, Snapchat with me. All right. So it's cool, man. Okay. Well, yeah. his question, and he even ended it with a hashtag that he wants to, I guess, trend. Was it hustle porn? No, no, but it's... Hustle that. porn. All right. Hey, just so you know, all you motherfuckers listening right now, start using the hashtag with MFCEO Project. So every fucking hashtag that you post, I want you to hashtag MFCEO Project and hustle porn. All right. <laughs> Hustle porn. Not hustler porn. No, hustle okay. porn. Okay. That's going to be our fucking hashtag. Okay. I like it. Well, this is the, this you is like the, the question. You like the porn, right? Right, yeah. You were a pastor. <laughs> exactly. I know what you guys get. Exactly. Yeah, right. It's, I'm All not those suppressed sexual <laughs> urges that you have for your whole entire life. Moving right along. So this is the question. Why is Vaughn's beard game slacking? And then, and the follow up is. Of course, no he'd sh- want to talk about himself. No, of course, of course, <laughs> no shave November will be here before you know it, and we are all praying for Vaughn's beard game to step up. Hashtag pray for Vaughn's beard game. You know how you you know how you get a good beard going when you can't like I got all these guys they're like Andy your fucking beard rocks. How yeah. do I get a beard? You know how you get a good beard, guys? You gotta fucking rub piss on your face. Okay. You piss on your hands and rub it on your face. All right. Tell me how that works is, out for is you. Is it got to be human, or can it be dog piss? It could be bu- either, but okay. just do it and let me know how it works. Okay. All right. That, yeah. that's, that sounds like a really legitimate yeah. solution, so I'm going to try that. I'm going to get like 700 emails. <laughs> Andy, I actually did that. I, I fucking rubbed piss on my face. You mean like the guys asshole. that actually sent Tyler dick pics after, yeah. you, uh, after you told him to do it? No, the best one was I didn't even say dick pics. I just said send him. And then I used the eggplant pics, and then they sent everybody went and sent them pictures of real eggplants. It was fucking awesome. That's great. Yeah, That's we awesome. love you guys, man. You, yeah, these, we do. Our our people are as sarcastic as we are, yeah. which is what makes it cool. You know, we don't have many of these fucking uptight douchebags of society listening. So I appreciate right. I appreciate the humor 
and the uh, the uh, the the ability to play along. You know, nothing's worse than people that just take shit way too fucking serious. Very true. You know, there and a lot of people get me like that, right? They're like, dude, why are you always so mad in all your videos? You're so angry. Motherfucker, I am not angry. I am intense. Right. I want to fucking win. I take shit serious. It's not that I'm mad. You know, I'm I just want to fucking win. Right. I want you to win. And I take winning serious. <laughs> but when I'm not trying to win, which is rare, I pretty much fuck off all the time. You know, and I tell jokes and I make fun of people. And you know, if you follow me on Snapchat, you figure that out. So I, I picked up on yesterday, at least this was my perception, that yesterday. I felt like you were in a really good mood yesterday. That's because yeah. I have been. That's because <clears throat> I have been. I've been eating clean. I've mm-hmm. been training hard. Um, I've been working out. We have that uh, my transformation starts today contest going right. on with First Form, um, and I've been using. You know, I've been back on our own products again, using mm-hmm. them religiously. Uh, dude, I'm feeling fucking awesome. Yeah, you know, yeah. and and uh, you're not the first person to say that, by the way. But it's amazing. You mean that you were in a good mood yesterday? No, I just been in a oh. good mood. Oh yeah, yeah. More because yeah. I've got all the pieces in play. Like, dude, getting the pieces in play, all of them is hard for anybody. You know, like, you know, it, it, these guys who are fucking ripped and in fitness shape all the time. Usually, their their work area isn't as tight. You know what I'm saying? Or their relationship area isn't as tight. Or some area, you know, their spirituality is out of line. Something that we need as humans is out of line. Right. But, Right now, personally, you know, even though I'm still, you know, 50 pounds from where I want to be, which I had to lose 70 and I'm only 50 away. So do the fucking math. I'm killing yeah. it already. Yeah. Um, I, you know, have all the pieces in play. You know what I'm saying? I'm on top of my fitness. I'm on top of my business. I'm on top of my relationship. I'm on top of my, you know, spirituality relationships. And when you're in that zone and you get all those pieces together, man, mm-hmm. it's a powerful state of mind, mm-hmm. you know, and that's where I'm at. It's not that I'm in a good mood. It's that I've got everything fucking going the way I need it to. Yeah. And, you know, it feels good. Yeah. You know, I, makes uh, sense. I, <clears throat> I actually, we started a, a new, uh, we started a new project that I, I don't really want to say anything about because. We don't have the finished product put up yet, but we've built me and Jason and uh, so and our our formulator Ben put together a uh, a product for brain function and, and cognitive function. And about four or five years ago, we put this together, and it's just a, a it's a product that we made for us. Um, that I I don't want to even really talk about it, but we're actually going to start offering it to the public. Mm-hmm. It's something that we just made for us. We just only did for us. Um, is it but, like the pills in Limitless? It's it, yeah. I mean, basically, yeah. yeah it's yeah. it's a it's it's a it's an energy. It's, it's not a fat burner. It's a mm-hmm. fucking energy cognitive function focused supplement. And uh, you know, if you know anything about the products that we manufacture at First Form, we manufacture the fucking best products. And if you mm-hmm. don't think they're the best, and you ever buy a product from us, I'll give you a hundred and ten percent money back guarantee. If you think anybody makes a better product, because mm-hmm. they fucking don't. Right. All right. And this product is no different. It's something that we made for ourselves, but uh, we never really thought about selling it. And the reality of, you know, what <clears throat> the impact it's made, it's almost, um, it's almost hard. It's, it's hard to describe the impact that it makes on me personally when I'm taking it versus when I'm not taking it. So mm-hmm. it's something that we've got coming out. It's going to be called uh, Master Brain, which is what the name of the product is going to be. But we won't have that out for... Um, 
I don't know, at least a couple more weeks. And when we do, I'll talk about mm-hmm. it and tell everybody mm-hmm. about it. But I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be some really really good shit. I've been using it for four or five years. Awesome, awesome. So something that you know, <clears throat> I believe in, and part of what you're saying, you know, oh, you're in a good mood. That's you know, that's part of the reason why right. is I'm back on that product. Right. So. Right. That's awesome. as you could tell. I mean, you could tell my attention has been on a different level too right. in terms of like focus. Yeah, so no, for and that's sure. That's what really helps me because I'm a fucking million mile an hour dude and to get my attention for even 10 seconds is really fucking hard to do because right. when you're talking to me I'm thinking about the 10 other things that I need to do right now. So It's true folks. Yeah. <laughs> it helps. So So at this point you, I have I, to I see you've learned to deal with it too. I have. Like you just you just be quiet yeah. until you know I've got my fo- you've got my focus yeah. and then I then I start talking. No, actually, I mean, in all seriousness, it's kind of fun to, to become a student of you and figure out what works the best for you, which is what I try to do with yeah, everybody. Yeah, you're figuring I know, it but, out. I mean, yeah. but most people don't. Yeah. Most people just fucking talk anyway. Yeah. And see, what you what you figured out is something that that almost nobody else that I think of has figured out yet, is that you just don't talk because you know I'm not paying attention. Other people will talk. <laughs> Right. They'll, and they'll talk anyway in that time when I'm like linked into other information, even though I'm looking at them right in the face right? and I'm not listening right? and they'll talk and I don't fucking hear a word they say. So here's my take on that. And the reason that I came to the conclusion that that was the best thing to do is that when you're locked into something, you're locked in. Oh, dude. So there could be there's a, no there, point there in me fucking, talking. It could yeah. be an earthquake. It could be a fire. Yeah. I wouldn't even notice. Yeah. The good news about that is that when you do turn your attention to somebody, I know you're locked in. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, so that's great. Anyway, no. let's do some Q&A. All right. Q&A. So do you want to start with the heavier questions or the It doesn't the matter, man. Bitches? All right. We'll just start, start with this one because, honestly, we've gotten this a lot, okay? And that is um, – we've gotten a question, and this, this I think ties in a little bit to – Something you addressed a podcast or two ago where you talked about depression. But we've had a lot of people say, man, when I'm working my plan and I'm doing my entrepreneurial thing, it can feel real lonely and real isolated. Like, yeah. how do you endure that? Or what? Or just general comments about that. You know, I had this question on Instagram actually yesterday. Very, very similar question. I wonder if it's not the same person that asked it. But <clears throat> um, it said something in regards to, you know... If you step out on your dreams, you're stepping out alone and nobody's with you and this and that. And that's what people, that's what it seems like when you first start out. Like when you first start out in a business idea, it's going to seem like you're alone because you're surrounded by, you know, quote unquote average folks. Okay. And that's your circle. So you step out, you're alone, right? But eventually what happens is, is you find a new group that is also entrepreneurial minded and you mm-hmm. go with them. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's perception. It's like a, it's a transition, you know? So it's not a lonely thing. Like there's people that understand it. I mean, I have my circle of friends and some of them are even competitors that I talk to on a fucking daily basis that like, dude, we like console each other almost like, Hey bro, are you having a fucking terrible month? Yeah, I am too, man. Blah, blah. I mean, that's, it's it, you, you find new friends and those friends, you know, understand what it is that you're going through, and that's the way it is. It's just a transition. So to say, like, entrepreneurship is lonely, no fucking way, man. Because, like, dude, and, 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 here, and here's the cool thing that people don't realize is that the quality of your relationships gets so much better. Right. You know, like, dude, when I, when I was, like, because I've always been an entrepreneur, but I'm saying, like, in the early phases of business, I hung around, like, 
quote unquote like regular Joe dudes. And there's nothing wrong with regular Joe dudes. I like them. I prefer to hang with those guys. But I don't listen to them when they start talking about their fucking shit that they talk about when they get drunk. Like, mm-hmm. oh, fucking mm-hmm. my boss sucks and blah, blah. I don't like, dude, if you want to have a fucking beer with your friend who's a fucking regular Joe dude, good. I love people like that. But you got to learn when to fucking turn your ears off. You know right. what I mean? Absolutely. So, um, you know, the qualities of the relationships are so much better once you find that new group than they were before um, in terms of like, you know, the conversations had, the friendships had, the bonds that are made because of how much you have in common. And like, dude, you know, I see people a lot of times really shy away from the entrepreneur life because they think they're going to be alone. Well, no, you're not going to be alone. You're just not going to be with the same people you were with. Right. You know what I mean? Right. I think you nailed it with the st- with the word quality because I think anytime anybody can commits themselves to excellence, whether it's in entrepreneurialism or sports or whatever. Well, and that's also why when you're an entrepreneur, like a lot of your good friends will become athletes. Like, right. A lot of my fucking really good friends that I talk to were either ex-athletes or are athletes because not because they're out there chasing a goal is chasing a goal. Being competitive is being competitive. You know what right. I'm saying? The right. process of athletics is the same as entrepreneurship, you know? And so you, you build those common values and, you know, you're not just sitting around looking for what dude, you're, what cow you're going to go tip next. Right. You know right. What I'm and when you transition out of the crowd, I, th- I think people are right that there is that period of time where you're not around mm-hmm. a lot of people because when you're average, you're part of the crowd. And right. when you're not average, you, you start leaving that behind. So I think. Right. And I think that w- crossover time is when you feel alone. Right. That's right. when you cross over. But what you really, I love the word that you use. You use quality because what. What excellence ends up doing is you trade in quantity for quality. That's right. So that's right. So and, and like, the dude, relationships are that much deeper and better. Look, man, you know I had a, I had somebody tell me, you know, how many real friends do you even fucking have now? And I'm like, not many, and that's the way I fucking want it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. I don't want a fucking million people around me. Right. I don't. First of all, you know, I don't. <laughs> I'm. I could get on. I go on a fucking long rampage here, but I'm not. The bottom line is, is that that loneliness is a temporary perception. Right. You're no, going to transition into fucking into a new group. You're going to find new people to connect with. And those relationships are going to be much better than the ones you have yeah. now. Yeah. Let me let me use another weird analogy. Um, there's a young woman that my my wife and I know, and she's beautiful and intelligent and just all these incredible qualities. All right. She can't find a guy to save her life. And everybody's always saying like. Well, what's the matter with her? And our answer is, there's absolutely nothing that's the matter with her. It's exact opposite. She's of such high quality that there's just not a lot of dudes on her level. And so I, th- I think, I think part of the loneliness that people experience might be a real indication that they're the right kind of person, that they're doing something oh, right. Oh yeah, no question. That they're 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 isolating themselves no because they're dude, so committed to it. Dude, you think there's something wrong it. with you? Yeah. Like, dude, you know, I read an awesome fucking book on this. Um, our, a good friend of our company, her name is Paula. She recommended a book, um, uh, to me called relentless by Tim Grover. And I've talked about it on my mm. Snapchat before, but dude, that book is so awesome for people who are like entrepreneurs for a number of reasons. But the biggest thing I took away from that book was that there's nothing wrong with the way that I fucking think. Mm. Like I used to look in the mirror and be, cause dude, everybody literally would, will point at you. Like dude, when you're super ambitious and super hungry and super entrepreneurial, and wanting to fucking like literally conquer shit. Like that's how I am. I'm like mm-hmm. a I'm like triple A entrepreneur killer. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like we talk about Gary. That's what Gary's like. Gary right. Gary V. Right. You know what I'm saying? There's not there's levels of entrepreneurship, okay? And that's how I am. I'm like fucking triple A. I want to go fucking destroy Earth mm-hmm. and do it my way. There's not a lot of those people, but we that group of people. You want to talk about having a fucking hard time finding people to relate to. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, you know, most entrepreneurs can find like other quote unquote sane entrepreneurs. You know, I'm like the kind of dude that like it's all I fucking do and all I talk about and all I think about. And that book was cool because it made me realize that I'm not alone in that matter. I've only right. met I've only met two other people in my life ever, and I'm not even gonna say who they are, but two other people in my life that I can honestly relate to that are like me in that manner mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In my whole fucking 36 years of life. Right. You know what right. I mean? No, I, I so so read that book if you're an entrepreneur and you is want that the uh, is that the sports agent? Yeah, yeah. No, no, he's a trainer. He's, he's Michael a trainer. Jordan's trainer. Okay. And Kobe's, I think, right? Yeah, Kobe's, yeah. a bunch of dudes. Relentless. He's badass right. motherfucker. We'll, uh, we'll I would sl- love to get Tim Grover on the fucking podcast. Yeah, Tim Grover, call us. Yeah, he's yeah. badass. Yeah, so we'll we'll slap up a link. He looks bad too. Like he looks badass. Like yeah, like he's like clean cut and like like a like a good looking dude. Yeah, but he has that look like I'll fucking kill you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like he's just like he's scary. Like I look at him and I'm like I don't look at many people and think, dude, that guy looks scary. Like that dude looks fucking scary. Do you think he started out looking that way and that helped determine his success, or no, do you think, I think he, he developed I, that I killer think, look? I think if I didn't know what he was about, I wouldn't think that of him. I would just hmm. be like, "That's a good looking dude." Yeah. But he just looks like he. But after reading the book, I'm like, "Fuck, dude, I don't want. I don't want to train with that guy." Yeah. Fucking kill you. Yeah. I don't really notice if guys are good looking. I mean, other than Tyler. I do because I'm secure in my sexuality. <laughs> like, that was coming. I yeah. set myself up for hey, that man. one. I, no. I can admit if dudes are good looking or not. <laughs> Don't bother me. I All just, right. I prefer the females. So, uh, so hopefully that uh, that answered the question of isolation and loneliness. I think it did. The other question that we get a lot, um, and I think it obviously depends on who you are. You know, Andy's Andy's answer is going to depend on who you are. But this question of transition, you know, like people that are in. 40-hour jobs that they hate, they've got dreams, but they're like, how do I phase out of this job and into my dream? I mean, you know that there's different people are different life situations, but Dude, generally you know, speaking, the funny thing about this them? question is that almost everybody who asks it, asks it before they started their business. Hmm. They're like, it's like they're trying, and this goes back to the same thing that I've said a million fucking times. You cannot plan this out. This will not go as planned. No matter how carefully you decide to map out this plan, it will be different than what you think it will be, okay? And every time I get that question, I ask people, I said, well, how long have you been in business? Well, I haven't yet, but I'm trying to figure out how to transition. Well, the first step would be to start a fucking business, Mm -hmm. okay? Because this is a simple fucking answer, very fucking simple. What do you, Vaughn, you could answer this question. What do you think would be the logical time to transition from your real job. Actually, I'm going to ask fucking Tyler. Tyler, what would be the logical time if you started a business to transition from your job to running your own business? Immediately. You think immediately? Immediately. Now, how, how big of a transition are we talking about? Exactly? Talking about transitioning to where you're not working at all in your other job and you're working 100% in your new business. Oof. Uh, I mean, as long as you can take care of your bills. There I mean, you go. That's right. it. Right. That's it. That's it. How many businesses have you fucking run? You know, you 
you know, really. I can't even run my own job. Dude, yeah, you can. <laughs> but the point is, is that, dude, everybody knows the answer to that question. Right. Did you know the answer to that question? Yeah. Everybody fucking yeah. knows the answer. When's the answer? The answer is when you can pay your fucking bills and survive on the new job, then you fucking cut the old one loose and you move forward. Right. This, this whole question of the transition comes from people who are fucking terrified to even start a business. Right. Because it actually works itself out really fucking easy. Okay? So whoever asked that question, go start a business. But right. I bet you won't because of the nature of the question tells me you're too fucking scared to do it. Yeah, and let me throw this out there. I, I actually got married a lot later in life. I didn't get married till I was 38. And I got to tell you, to all you single people out there, any one of those years after college or even before, I could have I I quit my job. And I could have made it work because, I mean. But if the fear is so big, dude. The fear is so big yeah. for people. They're like, oh But, my I mean, God. You, can live at pe- you can live at friends' house. No, they don't want to give can, up the little luxuries, defer your, yeah, They don't want to give up the little no, luxuries. that's you know? the issue. They got that's a fucking apartment. You know, they got a $600, $700 a month apartment. They got a fucking 50-inch TV screen. And they got their PlayStation. And they don't want to give their right. shit up. Right. And they don't want to give up with beers with the fucking buddies. And they don't want to give up date night. And they don't want to give up. You know, social time. And they don't want to give up going to the Cardinals game. They don't want to give that shit up. Right. So if you don't want to give that up, that's fine. But don't fucking cry about it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because, dude, for you to get your business going, you're going to have to give some shit up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So you asking this question about when to transition is really fucking simple. And for all you little delicate flowers out there that are listening and thinking the same, well, Andrew, you're being very harsh. I'm being harsh for a fucking reason. Because maybe entrepreneurship isn't for you. Because that question would take care of itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next question. Yeah. I love it. Okay. So, Andy, how do you determine the difference between second-guessing yourself and honest introspection? Honest analysis. It feels the exact same. Okay. Your job. Okay. I'm going to tell you how I do this. And I learned this from my dad, all right? And we talk about my dad a lot. I don't have any fucking heroes in life. I don't. I have, I have my dad. My dad did a fucking great job raising me, in my opinion. He taught me a lot of shit, and this is something that he taught me. I didn't make this up, so I'm going to give credit to him. You have to pretend that you work for you, okay? You are an employee of you, all right? When you make decisions... You have to like pretend that you are looking at you and as a, a CEO and this guy has come to you, you have come to you, all right, and asked you the question, should I do this or should I do that? You, do you get what I'm saying? Absolutely. Because it removes all emotion from the decision and you can make the decision clearly. So like the difference between so, – so I'm, I'm actually saying imagine yourself. I'm being literal. Yeah. Imagine yourself. You're you and then you have you. That comes to you as an employee, and he works for you, and he comes to you and he says, Mr. Frisella, I've got this concern, I've got this concern. What would you tell that person? And that's the right answer. Hmm. That way you take out all the emotion, all the fucking, like, and that's how you could tell, like, what is, like, paranoid, crazy second-guessing stuff and actual being self-aware. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And because it, it feels the same when you try to do it without think like that's how I conquered it. You know, when I have a hard decision, I turn it straight over to like what I would tell an employee if they came to me with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I've only heard that one other time in my entire life, and that was somebody who knew a lot about people who struggled with dealing with internal anxiety, like overwhelming anxiety. And the way they put it is, you don't let yourself talk to you. You talk to yourself. That's right. So you're the boss of you. Yeah. You're the motherfucking yeah. CEO of you. Yeah. So that so when you comes when you comes to you, when when you come to yourself, the MF CEO of you, the bad motherfucker of you, and that guy comes to you with a whiny little issue, am I second guessing myself? Or am I blah blah blah? What should I do? What the fuck do you think you should do? The answer is obvious. Don't go fucking do it. Right. That's the answer. Get it? Yeah. That's how you do it. And I love I love the objective nature of that too because if you if you cast it in that way it takes all the, the emotion about it, it takes the all the bullshit out yeah so no, I love it that's how I, I do it. it I don't know any other way to do it I was taught that and it fucking works yeah that goes for any any decisions by the way you know when I'm here at work you know I've got fucking dude I've got my best friends in the world my my two best friends in the whole entire world work for me. Mm-hmm. or work with me. Chris is my business partner. Scott Halsey, who runs our warehouse, has been my best friend since we were fucking 13 years old. He runs our distribution nationally, you know, for first form. Did he go to be honest? And, yeah, and oh. I've got my brother here. Yeah. You know, how the fuck am I supposed... Let me just turn this over into another situation because we get this question. How do I work with my friends and how do I manage my brother? You're not managing your fucking brother. You're managing a motherfucker that you pay to do a job. Mm-hmm. Get it? Different thing. You walk out the doors, your brothers. You walk in this, you know, you're here, we're in this building. No, you're not my brother. You are fucking paid to do a job. Get it? It's not the same thing. And you have to be able to separate those things. Mm-hmm. You know, letting emotions and relationships and friendships and blah, 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 all this shit. And if somebody doesn't get it, let's say the other guy doesn't get it, you handle it that way, and he doesn't get it, you got to pull him aside and say, look, man. You're, you're, you're not Scott Halsey, my best friend, since I was 14 years old. You're in charge of our fucking distribution for our company. And if you don't do this right, it hurts everybody in our company. Blah, 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 blah. So I'm going to handle it like that. I'm going to handle it if it was like anybody else. Right. You're not getting any special, you know, pats on the back because we drink fucking beer together and used to smoke weed together in high school. I'm sorry. You're not getting it. Get it? Right. That's how you do it. And your real friends and your quality family members will totally respect that. No question. Yeah, and if they don't, and, then... And you, yeah. and you don't even have to manage them like that. Because that, that, that's... that's They work their asses off. Because we're all in it together, right? That mm-hmm. comes down to having the right culture. But what I'm telling... I am I am answering a question that I get a lot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And if you instill the right culture in your company, you're not going to have that problem anyway. But, you know, most people don't know what that means. Yeah. What's yeah. the culture of a company? Oh, we have a good culture. What's that mean? Well, you know, we like have fucking casual Fridays. <laughs> you know, like, dude, come on. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, got an email just now as you were talking. It fits right into you don't have heroes necessarily, but, you, you know, your, your dad's your hero. But The you Rock. Do, you, well, I mean, The Rock. You the do rock have... Is, the Rock, I'm quickly working to make The Rock a peer. Yeah. <laughs> okay? Yeah. I like The Rock. That's a great statement. I like The Rock. That's one of your best. Every statements. day I come to work, every day I wake up in the morning, I am working to make The Rock a fucking peer, a buddy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I love it. I'm so not that- gonna fucking. I'm not. I'm not trying to wait in line for an hour to meet The Rock. I'm trying to call him on my cell and be like, bro, let's hop on the fucking plane and roll to fucking Vegas. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, dude. So don't get it twisted. I'm not. He's not my fucking hero. He's gonna be my best friend one day though. <laughs> 
I'm well, serious. No, I know you're joking. serious. I'm laughing because I know. I, I know love you're the rock, serious. Dude. The, rock's so, the Rock is the coolest dude ever, man. No, I, I agree. So the, this person's question is basically all of the things equal, being equal, Andy, they'd like to see kind of like a little window into who you value and, and, and what you'd like to learn from people. If you could take uh, an hour or two in this you know Legion of Boom headquarters uh, meeting room and you could pick three to five people, any three to five people, on the planet to just rub el- elbows with and pick their brains. and We're talking and like in a business context? Yes, and they have to be alive. Well, no, 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 no. Anything. Anything that's going to benefit you as a person and develop you as are a person. Are we talking about like hanging out, like drinking beer? Uh, or are we talking about like having a business meeting? Because it's two let, different things. Let's say it's a business meeting here, but they're bringing in beer. All right. <laughs> I, dude, for sure, I would want The Rock here. Okay. For sure. Okay. Because like I think he's a fucking smart dude on top of all his like – his, you know, his uh, persona. I think the dude, right. the dude's a genius. Right. He's got a great story. He started from nothing. He's transitioned from one being super successful, one career into another career. I think he's got a lot of great information to offer, and I think the guy's got a great moral sense about him. And he and and I would like to have that opinion of something. Nice. Like, are we building like a board board of director? Yes. Type look of thing? at it. Look at it that way. Like these are um, your <clears throat> life advisors. Yeah. I, I would like to rock. I like to rock. Okay. I would have my dad there for sure. Yep. Okay. Um, my dad is, my dad knows his fucking shit, and he's always got good insight. Uh, I would have Gary V mm-hmm. there because Gary is, Gary sees things that other people don't see. Right. Um, especially when it comes to technology and social media. Uh, so that's three. Um, Pick a woman. I don't know, you know, like, I think, I think if I had to pick a woman, I would pick Oprah. Hmm. And I think people laugh at that and they make fun of that, but, but I think Oprah's a fucking very, very fucking intelligent, deliberate person. I think she understands how to create a culture. I think she understands how to make that culture work and make it work for the benefit of herself and the people that she cares about. Right, you know, um, I don't. I'm not an Oprah fan. By I, I actually think that's an excellent choice because I think people c- that can't look past their disagreements with others no, to see what I they do well. Dude, I don't like a lot of the shit that she says. And yeah, like, like I, you know, it's not that I don't like what she says. I, I think she always sends good, positive messages. I just don't. It's too fucking like feel feel good and touchy feely for me. Mm-hmm. You know, the opposite of my nature, and like right. you know, it's just not for me. But I think right. she's a genius. So yeah, I, you know, I would pick her. And that great quote of hers that if I if I knew I would make so much money being just myself, being myself, I would have done it a lot earlier. Right, exactly. It's a great quote. Right. And Authenticity. Dude, she's had, she's had yeah. tremendous life experience. You know, you talk about Oprah, man. You know, that's somebody she was pregnant at like 13 years old. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? She, mm-hmm. and, and I think, like, dude, I'm pretty sure it was the victim. She was a victim of rape. I think. I don't know. It was something about crazy, it, yeah. dude. Like crazy story. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, coming up and like. I mean, dude, she's just got a tremendous story. She yeah. has a lot of experience and a lot of life experience. I would love to have a conversation with her. Right. And her production company, hands down, best documentary on The Rock I've ever seen in my entire yeah. life. Yeah. I mean, awesome. dude, she gets it, man. So, yeah. So, so who we got? We got so, The Rock. Yeah. We got my dad. We got Oprah. Oprah, Gary V, and you got one Gary more v. person. Throw one, one more person one more. out there. Richard Branson? No. I'm not a big Richard Branson, like, 
Um, I want to have him on the show, so you should probably not say that. I'm not saying like I'm not I'm not a fan. <laughs> it's just I'm not a student of him. Oh, well, I, I see. You know what I'm saying? saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, man, I guess you know it would. I would. Can I pick six? Stuff yeah, like and I would. I mean, I I would like to hear like a coach that you'd like to have in the room. A coach? Yeah. If there's any, if there's any coach that you, you know. Um, dude, I, there's so many coaches that, that I think I, I have different styles. You know what I'm saying? So it'd be mm-hmm. hard to pick a coach. Cause I like certain coaches for different reasons. Um, if I had to pick an all time coach, it would be, uh, John Wooden, mm-hmm. but you know, he's passed away. Right. Um, I would say <clears throat> other than the, the, that group that I said, you know, I think, um, I don't know, man. You know, I don't. I don't really know. That's okay. I yeah. can edit this part out. Like, no, you don't have to. <laughs> I mean, we let people fucking. It's it's a legit thing. I'm thinking. Yeah. Like, I think, um, you know, I think Elon Musk is a fucking brilliant dude. But the problem with him is, like, I think he's so brilliant that I would have a problem relating to him. Mm-hmm. And even mm-hmm. though I'm a fucking intelligent person, right? Um. You know, I think he thinks on a different level clearly right. than I would, and I don't know like what value I could get from that. Right. Um, right. Uh, so you know, I like him. I like what he's done. He's he's just crazy smart. Um, but I have a feeling it might it would like exceed my ability yeah. to like utilize that information. Yeah. Well, and not to take anything away from him, but I think the truly world changing intelligent people are people who think on a level that's so much higher than everybody else, but they're so intelligent that they can put it in ways that everybody understands. Yeah, maybe. I yeah. mean, you know, um, or at least dude, I like Tony enough. Robbins, man. You yeah. know, like dude, I've always looked up to Tony Robbins. I think Tony Robbins is a great dude. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had people, I've heard people say, Oh, he's a, he's fake. No, it's a fucking show. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a skill. You know, I think what he does is amazing. And the guy's inspired trillions of people. You know, I, I would, I would fucking love to any of those people, you know, and I have a, a good relationship with Gary and, and clearly my dad, but you know, any of those other people, you know, I would love to, to spend time with, mm-hmm. you know, um, I think, I think Tony Robbins is, is highly underrated in his, in, in his world influence that he's created. I think he's probably created more millionaires than anybody that's ever existed ever, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, um, and I, I think that I admire the guy for that. I would mm-hmm. love to have him in my corner. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, but other than that, you know, I, I can't really think of. I'm sure I'm missing some obvious choices, but uh, right. there's so many good people out there. It's just hard to hard to pick. Yeah. Tyler, how are we doing on time? How many how many minutes? 40 ish. Okay. Okay. So last question. Andy, you you are obviously a driven person over the course of your life and your business career. Have there been certain uh, motivations that have driven you that have come and gone? What are those, and do they ever serve a useful purpose, like in specific situations? And then, what have been the motivations that have been consistent that have driven you over time? Um, that question makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Totally. Uh, first of all, your motivating factors are going to change. You know, when I started in business. And I talk about this when, when I talk live, um, you know, my idea was to make millions of dollars and be a fucking baller 
and have naked chicks on fucking on my yacht and just be, you know, that kind of a dude with fucking nice cars and just, you know, amateur kid shit, you know? <laughs> right. And uh, Dan Blazarian, you know, <laughs> right, exactly. basically embodied. Right. And I was like, fuck yeah, dude, that's what I'm going to do. And that, you know, owning shit, having enough money to own shit and do shit um, was an extremely large motivating factor for me whenever I was young, you know, own a fucking Lamborghini, own a fucking this kind of house, own that, own this, blah, 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 blah. Um, that is usually the motivation for people when they start in business. They want to fucking have money so they can buy shit. Right. Um, you know, as you develop a company and as you grow more mature, remember I was 19 years old when I started my company. Um, I think that those motivations are very in line with a 19 year old kid. Right. Um, you know, as I grew and as we matured and as we grew a company, you start seeing more of a human element to the company. You have employees, um, you know, first a few, then a few more and then a lot. And those people have families. Those people have kids. Those people have responsibilities. And you 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 take on a different responsibility as the owner. And it's not about, you know, just you having shit. I mean, for some owners, it is like some owners don't give a fuck about their employees. And those people are failing right now. But, uh, you know, it becomes more of a moral obligation to these people that fucking come in day in and day out and hustle for you to take care of them and grow the company, put it in a position to where they can, you know, survive mm-hmm. and, uh, and thrive. And, you know, that, you know, the original motivation transitions into that motivation. I think if you have any sort of like, you know moral values to you mm-hmm. you know so yeah. so um and then what happens is and what you end up realizing is that and i talk about this a lot too but nobody really ever fucking gets it and, and i don't expect people to get it because they haven't been through it but what ends up happening is you end up realizing that doing the right thing is what makes you the most money um when it comes to like developing your product marketing and all these things that go into business. And so like you start off chasing the money and you kind of grow up and you become an adult and then you focus on providing value and it starts with providing value for your employees, but then it goes to your customers. How can I provide more value to them? And how do I care about them mm-hmm. more? Mm-hmm. And dude, that's when your company will fucking explode. Right. And I try to, I try to preach that as much as I can, but man, it's hard to get that through to somebody who's not making any money. Right. Right. You know, they're 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 not. First of all, they're not making any money. Second of all, they are <clears throat> they're 19 year old Andy Frisella. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's just hard to get through to them sometimes. So just that. a recognition that there's going to be an evolution in your motivation. I mean, there's going to be a consistency, oh, dude, but a, just, there's going to be an like evolution. I talked about. Yeah. With the transition from your group of friends, there's a transition from phases of what your motivation is. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, dude. It's some of the things will stay like he asked or she asked, what are the constants? Like, dude, some things do stay like I like fucking nice cars. Like mm-hmm. the 19 year old Andy likes nice cars. The fucking 36 year old Andy likes nice cars. Mm-hmm. That's never going to change. I like cars when I was fucking seven years old. You, you get what I mean? Absolutely. So yeah. that's a constant thing. So like now I have cars that I want that are expensive that I've got to fucking work my balls off to get. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it sounds and a lot of people are like, cars? What's fucking car? Well, dude, unless you're a car person, you don't fucking get it. Right. You know, a lot of people are like, well, you fucking spend a million dollars on a car. Well, you're not a car person. You look at cars as a form of transportation. I look at cars as fucking functional art. Right. 
you don't get it. Right. You know what I mean? And if you don't get it, don't judge it. Right. You know? Right. So, yes, there's things that are constantly motivational. Um, you know, and like, dude, for me now, my transition is even even happening now. You know, now <clears throat> my my transition isn't, it leads into why I do this. You know, mm-hmm. why am I doing this? Why am I sitting at three o'clock in the afternoon on a fucking microphone when I could be doing real work for my company? Right. Why am I doing that? Because I want to make a fucking impact and I see a need that needs to be filled. And I'm not getting paid to do this. You know, I see a problem. I'm trying to fix it. And what does that equate to? I'm trying to fucking matter. Right. Okay. So your motivations will always evolve. Always evolve. Yeah. You know, and I, I see people who are like, oh, I just want the fucking money. I don't, uh, dude, you're, you're a fucking immature entrepreneur. And by immature, I don't mean like immature, like 12 years old. I mean like you're in the beginning stages of being an entrepreneur. And then you become middle-aged and then you become adult, just like in life. Yeah. You know? So when you're an adult entrepreneur, the world is much bigger than it is your, than, 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 than you are. You see what I'm saying? Very, very true. So Very, very true. Well, guys, thanks so much for your questions. We'll tackle some more Q&A at some point in the future. Yeah, we're going to do but Q&A more questions. regularly. Yeah. We, we, uh, you know, we've been doing the Thursday Thunders. Um, I, I dig Q and a, you know, I think yeah. we get, I think we can tackle questions, you know, cause I get the same shit over and over, man, mm-hmm. like over and over and over and over and over. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like, weren't you watching five minutes ago, you know, or listening, you know, so I like doing the Q and a. Yeah. So I did get some feedback, uh, that I think is, is good. And that is that, um, we've added several new listeners and as crazy it is for us to think about this. People don't necessarily automatically know where to find us on social media platforms. Yeah. So why don't you go ahead and share your... Yeah, guys, I'm very active on Instagram, at Andy Frisella. Uh, very active on Snapchat, which is at MFCEO-1. Um, very active on Periscope, which is at Andy Frisella. And I'm Andy Frisella on Facebook, too. Uh, Facebook, I'm, I'm not as active as I am on Periscope and Instagram, but mm-hmm. I'm there. Nice. And guys, my I'm, longer videos get posted there. I don't do YouTube, so like when I do my long videos, which I I have quite a few of them, mm-hmm. um, they get posted onto Facebook. So it's worth a follow there. Definitely. And I'm Vaughn Kohler on everything at V A U G H N K O H L E R, and Tyler is at my Tyler something like that. M A I underscore Tyler, and yes. my Snapchat's on that. Yeah. Cool. So we we're we're branded with our names, and you you have all these different ones that people have to. Keep I don't have different of. ones. I only have one different one. Oh, you do? Yeah, Snapchat. No. Which Gary's fixing for me. Oh well, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Guys, once again, thank you so much. Final word. Final word is send me your questions. Ask or no, I'm sorry, Andy at the mfceo.com. Don't send me your business proposals. Send me your questions, Andy at the mfceo.com. Cool. Take it easy, guys. I do it for you, I never want to sign my time, I'm only hustling.